So, Aubrey, have you ever had back pain? Oh, man. I'm tall, so easy for sure. I was stunned how many hands just flew up. Yeah. We got some linky students, so that's probably (laughs) part of it. (laughs) I mean, when I heard that, I was like, I was immediately taken to the moment this week where I like bumped my knee while opening a door. Mm. And then I was like, you know, we got a lot of steps here at the Lewis house. And so I was walking down and I just like hit the last step and like reached for my knee. And I didn't even like think about it. It was more just like, just like a reflex. And I was like, Oh no, here it comes. Yeah. Old age. Yeah. No, you're officially like 80 years old now. Sometimes when I sit for a long time, I like stand up and like my knees pop and I'm like, this can't be good. Like Mm -hmm. this is only a sign of things to come. Mm -hmm. No, the other day I like got out of bed and I did the whole, hip hop hip hop thing and like literally five different distinct pops and I was like oh man god please help me right now uh if you were at synergy tonight you saw me get on stage and uh talk a little bit about spring breaks mm-hmm. and uh the like the video we're putting down is like a little like spoof of like a prescription drug ad and the thing that I wish I had said that I didn't say was like spring break is the only thing that can possibly cure David's back pain. Like he's going to go to Florida oh. and it's just going to be magically healed. Yeah. That would have been a piece of comedy gold. Yeah. It's okay. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have another shot at it sometime <laughs> soon. But, uh, so we are in the second week, um, of our post dirty laundry series, um, a path to healing, um, which is such a, a well-timed, uh, series post dirty laundry. Um, I also thought that that was ironic that we did a prescription drug spoof after, you <laughs> yeah. know, in the middle of the series on, on healing. Um, but yeah, David brought a really awesome message, um, just about like even, um, acknowledging that you need to heal, mm-hmm. um, and going about it the right way and actually desiring, um, to be healed and like answering that question of like, do you want to be healed? It feels yeah. so obvious, but sometimes, um, as David so eloquently pointed out, the answer is not always yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aubrey, out of what David had to share tonight, what, um, what kind of rose to the surface for you? Yeah. I really love David's point. Um, the way he worded it of grace is not opposed to effort. And it just immediately made me think of first Corinthians ten thirteen, which says God is faithful. He will, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. Mm. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. And so that just immediately made me think of like, man, like he's not going to leave us high and dry. Like, yeah. um, you know, grace is not opposed to effort. And so he's not going to leave us, um, abandoned. And I feel like in my own life, oftentimes like disappointment and pain comes from believing that something is a promise that God has given us. But in reality, he hasn't always promised those, you know, those things. Like I had it twisted in my head of like what God has actually promised us. And so, um, yeah, I thought that was a really awesome point that he made. Yeah. I think how we view God in like relation to, to our healing is like so important because I think if we view him on like the other side of a ravine, or like on the top of some like, you know, wall that we have to scale, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to like take the steps toward healing. But if we have the, the mental picture of like, no, he's like right there beside you and in it. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to, that at least it gives me a lot more hope to like, oh, okay, I can actually work towards this because there's a, you know, he, he called it out, right? I mean, the same power that rose Christ from the dead mm-hmm. lives in us. Um, and allows us to to take those steps towards healing. Because I think as, as David pointed out, they're not always, not always easy to take. Sometimes yeah. the first step is the hardest one. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. So obviously a big part of what we're jumping in here with is um, even knowing like how to heal, I think was a huge part of David's message tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought his three steps that he laid out 
um, were so good. So maybe we can walk through those one by one. Um, the first was just like acknowledging that the problem exists. Mm -hmm. He has that that good line where he was just like, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Um, I just thought that was so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, that sometimes like we don't even like know like what we're up against. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially in like, you know, college culture or even like U.S. culture, it's so quick to like, or we're so quick to just, you know, move on to the next thing and never like really sit down and wrestle with those hard thoughts. And, um, you know, sometimes we can even label those hard thoughts as like, oh, this is, you know, not a good thing to like be thinking those things. But sometimes it's just a hard thought that we need to deal with and need to think through. Um, And so, yeah, like David talked about tonight, like healing is not going to be an easy thing. And I think that like when I first became a Christian, that's something I really struggled with was like, you know, I thought this was going to be like this easy thing and I'm going to be happy every single day. But, you know, that's something that the Lord talks about in scripture is like, it's not always going to be an easy thing. And oftentimes it's not, um, just a, an easy, simple thing. So, yeah, I think you're so right to call out like distraction culture, even, um, to not even allow us to do like the internal work of like understanding where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if we don't understand like what the things are that bur- that are burdening us, we can't even like give those up to God. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of you who are listening have even taken that step, um, with dirty laundry that David, um, mentioned, but I think it's also interesting, like how, um, how that stuff rises to the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not always, um, like the actual outward action yeah. that displays, um, the true hurt. It's like what the underlying, like emotion is that drives us to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think that like, what role do you think that even community plays in healing? Cause his third one was to get outside help. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just super important to have people that know you super well to point out those things. Like David had used the example of his wife. Um, because when we're turning inward and we're only thinking about ourselves, like we're not always going to see, the depravity that's within us versus, you know, someone that is on the outside that's knows you super well. They're going to say like, Hey, I know that you have like these tendencies or, um, you might like, you might get like this when you're upset or angry. Um, and this is the way that you act out. Um, versus when we're just in isolation, we're not always going to see those things and we'll be blind to them. So I thought that was a really good example that David used with his wife. Yeah. And I think too, like if you, I don't know. I think one of the, the, as he's been thinking this as he was giving his message, like one of the biggest lies that I think the enemy loves to tell us is like, Oh, whatever you're dealing with, like, isn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess it's like either end of the spectrum. Like it's you like, this is like the biggest deal in the world Yeah. or like, this isn't a big deal at all. So you just kind of brush it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one kind of lends you to just like not do anything about it. And the other like lends you to like, just sit in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that, you know, in, um, in the scripture where David talks about like, you know, this guy could have, um, even like identified himself, uh, in John five, like, um, this invalid could have just sat in, um, sat in that identity, mm-hmm. um, to make even, um, their brokenness, like a part of who they are mm-hmm. and not even like, um, grasping the idea that, that healing was possible. Yeah. Um, Gratefully that, like, that he sets the great example of just saying like, yeah, like Jesus, I believe that, um, that you are able to heal me. And so I think if we're able to, to take him up on his offer and say, okay, Jesus, like, you know, do what you do. Then like, he's faithful mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, like, um, I can walk with you through that. Yeah. Um, 
I think David was also right to call out that like it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can speak at all to mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think that was a super important point for him to make too because um, I don't know, personally, like being a classic Enneagram 7, like don't <laughs> like to sit in that pain, like don't like to feel those things. And I don't think any human particularly likes to sit in pain, but yeah. um, we're told time and time again in scripture, like it's, you know, it's a hard process sometimes. And um, I just thought of James five sixteen uh, tonight too, that says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And, you know, it can be so easy to just keep things bottled up and keep them inside. But um, you know, the authority of scripture, like is telling us like, no, like when you confess those things to other people and you pray for each other, like that is how healing can be found. And, um, I feel like David really laid that out really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an even another like cultural thing too of, um, you know, we have a, a culture that loves distraction, but then also a culture that loves like instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so when things don't happen overnight, then like, I think that can be really difficult. We don't know how to like you know, sit in one place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that even um, those seasons can be formative for us to learn how to lean on God and really trust him um, and allow him to be the one that, because I mean, I think you can look a lot of different places for healing, yeah. um, but there's only really, really one true place that um, we're going to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so kind of coming out of this message, what would you give as a like practical application for students? Mm. I think just acknowledging that, um, you know, when we're turning inward and thinking about ourselves, kind of like uh, when David had pointed out, like, has this man found identity in being an invalid? And it just made me think, like, where have I found my identity um, regarding, like, my struggle or my sin? Yeah. Um, I think when we're thinking about ourselves, you know, being imperfect humans and we're not thinking about God and um, just who he is and his character— of course, that's going to make us, you know, not be able to seek healing because, um, you know, we're not perfect and we're not looking to our perfect creator. So I think really just setting your, like setting your mind on things above, um, just having that like eternal perspective of, um, like what heaven is going to be like and what it even looks like to have that eternal perspective. Um, and also just, you know, really reaching out and being honest with your community. I feel like we push that so much here, but, um, you know, not just giving them like the surface level depth that, you know, we think sounds good in core group or, you know, think sounds good in confession time, but truly like that extra amount of like, here is my soul. This is my confession. Um, and just having people pray for you. I mean, that's laid out in James and, you know, talked about all throughout in scripture. So. And I love that you even point out that um, I think there can be that that logic of like, oh, well, if if everyone's not perfect, then um, why should I even strive for it? You know, mm-hmm. can I just sit in my identity as just like a broken human? I think that's where you're right to say like, you got to fix your eyes on things above and understand that like, um, like fix your eyes on like his righteousness and understand mm-hmm. that like through Christ, like that is attainable, yeah. um, you know, that eventually like we're going to come into, you know, just the fullness of um, you know, eternity with the father and, um, he's wanting to form us, you know, towards that moment, um, and into people who, who are whole and who, who look more like his image. And so I think that, um, having that eternal mindset, I think even allows you to take the first step because sometimes you have to know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I think my challenge, uh, maybe practical application out of this week would just be to, um, take whatever the, the next step is. 
Yeah. Um, I think it can be so daunting to like view the scope of like what you, you know, have to climb out of or what you have, like what you need healing from. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think it's just like taking the next right step. Yeah. Um, and maybe you don't know what that is. Um, and I would encourage you to just like bring that before the Lord and just say like, Hey, what is the next step? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you shared a dirty laundry, maybe it's taking that next step and like going from just writing it down on a card to like sharing with somebody you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but also maybe if that wasn't you, like maybe it's time to take like the inner work of understanding, you know, what is it that's really, really burdening me? Yeah. Um, so I think just taking, taking the next step in front of you and being willing to ask the Lord, like, what that even is mm-hmm. yeah that's good cool um well aubrey thank you for hopping on yeah of course me. thanks Landon. um it's been a good time and uh man we're really coming down the the home stretch of the semester oh for sure um want to give a shout out to our girl bailey and her excellent work with that thanksgiving dinner man she killed it with the sweet potato casserole yeah Whew. I told someone, I was like, that's the best turkey I've ever had because it was chicken. I was about to say, wait a minute. I think you're confused. Like, seriously. I was like, wait, I was like, wait, this turkey's not dry. And then I was like, holy crap. Like somebody made a very good business decision yeah, yeah. To, to make it chicken. But uh, yeah, have a great, uh, great Thanksgiving. And we'll, uh, we'll see you on the other side for the final couple weeks of the semester. Bye guys. So yeah.